0: Love, talk radio. Hi everybody, welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City. I'm broadcasting tonight from the Bright Red Desk. An hour later? Earlier? I don't know. It's spring forward. So I guess it's like five o'clock. But it's really six thirty. Because we sprung forward. Hopefully you tuned in to daylight savings time. Uh, and we're broadcasting here from the bright red desk on a beautiful day here in New York. I just spent the weekend uh, teaching astrology, which always gives me a little jazzed up. Ba-da-ba-ba. You know, Teaching astrology, learning astrology, it's such fun. Um, so here we do, on the weekly weather, we talk about the, en- the energy of the week ahead and uh, what's coming up and how you can work with it productively with the idea that the stars impel, they don't compel, and they reflect above us what's going down on Earth and Kind of the energy we can expect to work with and how to work with it. And this week is kind of a, going to be a fast moving week. We have a couple planets changing signs, which always kind of kicks stuff up into the air and gets us moving in a new way. And of course, last week, Mercury and Venus went into Aries uh, after the Academy Awards. And um, I was talking about it to somebody. And on March, you know, I had said last week that there was that union, which I was a little worried about actually, uh, that that Mercury and Venus and Chiron were all going to be meeting by declination, which is kind of across the face of the Earth. And we had the we had the um, the show, and the Academy Awards, of course, was the big winner. Pisces and fish. Mercury is Mercury, Venus, Chiron, a wounded woman, Chiron woman venus who couldn't talk mercury and pisces falls in love with a fish venus love and then of course i don't know if the guys of chiron or a mercury but he definitely was a different looking kind of guy um and that went off with the academy award for best picture um so when we look at these energies we kind of go oh okay how's it going to show up here and you may have had some emotional realizations last week when everything and then it shifted into aries and it shifted and it was like, whoa, whole new energy because Mercury in Aries and Venus is in Aries. So everything's kind of like whoosh. And that happened on Tuesday. And so now this week, we're leading up, we're gonna have a new moon on uh, Friday. And the new moon's gonna be at 26 Pisces. So I am gonna be conducting a new moon webinar on Wednesday night, the 14th of March, which you're welcome to tune in on. And of course, this is a new moon on a very important degree in Pisces. Uh, about planting and getting everything ready for the season. You know, it's kind of the spring cleaning energy, that Pisces new moon. And of course, it is also St. Patrick's Day. Um, so, you know, St. Patrick's Day on a Saturday on a new moon, we can expect a lot of partying. And we also today had daylight savings time. Start. So as we're getting, we're getting, we're moving along. We're getting, we're getting, we're moving along. So this week Mars gets out of Sag. Where he's kind of been a little all over the place. You know, when he's in Sag, he kind of he shoots a lot of arrows into the sky. And I know I keep re- re- referencing Wonder Woman, but you remember that scene when they were shooting all those arrows at people, and they were flying. You know, we don't really see arrows much in war anymore, because we have guns now. But arrows definitely, Mars and Sag is arrows. It's the sign of the centaur. Now we're going into Mars and Capricorn this week, which is going to very much ground the energy. And of course, as he goes across that last couple degrees of Sag, he sets off the galactic center, which is a big psychic portal, right? So a lot of us are going to have psychic downloads, 14th, 15th, 16th, when Mars goes across those last degrees of Sag before he goes into Capricorn on Saturday. And then when he goes into Capricorn on Saturday, he's in his what we call his exaltation, and he's going to be in Capricorn through May uh, 15th. So he's got a pretty long run in Cap, actually May 16th, bright and early in the morning, 12.55 a.m. But Capricorn Mars is an exalted Mars, which means that he is really good at getting stuff done. So even though Jupiter stationed and went retrograde last week, Mars rules Scorpio, which Jupiter's in. So any revisions that you've come up with that have to be changed between the 10th of. Um, the 10th of December, and now now you're going to go backwards in time and you're going to go back and fix those up and get them ready to go so that you're ready to run once with Mars in its very favorite sign, sextile, to the Jupiter, um, we're gonna. It's a very productive time, and of course, when he goes through Capricorn, he's gonna catch up to Saturn and start a new two-year cycle, and he's gonna catch up to Pluto and start a new two-year cycle, with all the planets and new signs. So this is kind of a exciting conclusion. The other thing that Mars in in Sag is gonna do is gonna remind us of December again, back to December, when he was at the last degrees of Sag when Saturn was at the last degrees of Sag before he switched into Capricorn December 20th, 21st. Now one of the things that we like is this is the wrap up. Mars and Sag, this last bit has been the wrap up of the last two and a half years we had while Saturn was in Sag. And now he's at the exciting conclusion. So it, it's always interesting when, plant, when Mars dances with Saturn because Saturn and Mars, Traditionally, aren't great friends. You know, Mars was a warrior. Nobody really much liked him because you know, everywhere he went, he blew up shit. Um, and Saturn, of course, likes to build stuff. So you know, you're gonna, I'm gonna build a bridge. You're gonna blow it up. You remember the bridge over the river Kwai, or you know, just the whole idea of destruction of Mars, the destruction of war. You know how it hits the system. So now, as he comes to Capricorn, he runs into a roadblock. And he's going to come into Pluto, which, of course, Pluto loves Mars because they get along and they're buddies and Mars sends Pluto people because Mars and Pluto is war. So we've got a lot of interesting energy flying in the heavens. Plus, Venus and Mercury are in the sign of war. So we've got a lot of feisty energy. Maybe think of it as feisty and very direct. You know, So it's got a directness and a freshness and a preciseness to it that's kind of part of the story at the same time in that preciseness and in the directness sometimes there can be a little bit of um uh, a little bit too much a little bit too intense a little bit too a little bit too too and then the other thing of course Mars is going to do right before he takes off and goes into Capricorn is he's going to square Chiron this week on the 14th and that's a little bit of an ouch, right? Because he opens up old wounds. Squares open up things. They're action-oriented. And Mars, of course, in Sag, uh, it's going to kind of trample over uh, Chiron. So one of, the, one of the people I was working with earlier today told the story of, of a lion hunting a zebra, right? And the zebra had kicked the lion and broken its jaw. So the zebra is, of course, dead, but the lion can't eat it because its jaw is broken. So I think of that as that that's kind of a perfect imagery for that Mars and Sag square Chiron in Pisces, you know, that is in front of you, but you can't have it. Um, or you want it, but how do you get it? So that energy is kind of a little bit at the beginning of the week because we're in the wrap-up, we're in the finishing-up energy of Mars in Sag kind of reminding us, well, what is the thing that you think you're tearing down, but then you're not going to be able to eat it anyway, right? So it's an interesting energy. I always um, uh, when I when I see these kind of planetary pictures, I think, well, it's the hunter, but the hunter's wounded, or it's the hunted, but the hunted hurts the hunter, right? So there was a story I think on the internet yesterday, uh, which was the hunter got eaten by the lion. And I'm like, hmm. So, you know, just kind of watch for that imagery and and just be aware it's a little bit up there in the sky with the idea being Saturn in Sagittarius, of course, is the least favorite sign. It's the 12th house of Saturn. So when he was in Sag for these last three years till December, we really learned a lot about the structures that we thought that we had. And we had a lot of our belief systems, because Sagittarius rules beliefs, test it. Now that Mars isn't scratching over this, cap, you know, what we've been doing for the last three years, Mars says, okay, so now I'm going to change into Capricorn. I'm going to go work with Capricorn and Pluto, Saturn and Pluto. What do you really believe? What really are your belief systems? How do they work? And this week, um, you know, today, yesterday, Mars tried Uranus, which was, you know, getting you clear on what you want uh today it did actually and then tomorrow on the 14th it squares it so we're we're getting a an, an invitation to look at our belief systems to look at where we need to be set free and of course it's spring it's pisces it gets us thinking about you know, spring is coming, you know, I'm almost done with winter. It doesn't feel like it because we've had a couple snowstorms here in New York. But that March comes in like a lion, goes out like a lamb, or comes in like a lamb and goes out like a lion. Definitely came in like a lion on the East Coast because we had a lot of snow. But now as Mars is moving out and going into Capricorn, he's going to be grounded in reality and really start talking to us about what it is we want. Now, we still have uh, that... Ceres over there forming a finger of God with a lot of these planets. Because they're not moving that fast. And fingers of God, of course, are faded choices, faded moments, faded options. And the finger of God's shifted a little bit, but it's still there and we're still being asked, Well, what is it you actually want to create? And more importantly, well, why? Why do you want to create it? And then as we wrap up this whole process of the um, the next few days as we wrap up Mars in Sag, we're going to find, okay, now we're heading into a new energy when he goes into Capricorn because he really gets grounded and very focused and not nearly so scattered. And also much more dedicated and determined to go do what he wants to do. So it's an interesting week ahead of us. And, you know, I'm always a little bit... Um, you know, when it's a big new moon, you know, and that we have at the end of the week on Saturday at 26 Pisces, These set, this this degree of 26 has been activated kind of repeatedly. The Capricorn moon activated it in January. The Aquarius moon activated it with the eclipse. And now the Pisces moon is activating it, saying, okay, these things are ending. And then we have another one, another new moon that happens in April that's also at 26. And then we're going to have a new moon in May that happens at 24. And, you know, we're kind of rolling with this n-degree stuff, which, of course, invites us to say this is the ending of this. You know, whenever you cast a solar return chart and you got 26, 27 at the angles, you know that there's a big chapter coming to an end in the person's life that year. So we've got an ending kind of energy Kind of balanced in with all the fresh new energy of Mercury and Venus inviting us to go do something else to go experience something else and this week, Mercury and Venus both square Saturn, and so we've got a lot of um yeah I' say combustible, but a lot of you know, like, I don't want to, ha- I don't want to, I don't want to. Frustrated, frustrated. Uh, squares are fenestration. They're frustration. There's a frustrating energy to them. And Mercury and Venus both want what they want. And Saturn, of course, goes, No, you can't have that, or at least not till you finish your dinner. Then you can have dessert. Or you have to do these tasks before I'm going to let you have it. It's an opening square. So there's a frustration with those folks, with Venus and Mercury. And then, of course, Mars comes along and he goes, well, I'm, you know, I'm still wrapping up the stuff that Saturn did when you were in Sag. Now I'm going to come and kind of clear up energy and I'm going to really help that Mars, that Jupiter retrograde produce. So your job with this energy is to just know when the frustration comes up, to go, okay, that's the frustrating energy, I can feel the frustration. Now, what's the action I can take to shift it? What needs to be said, Mercury and sad, Mercury and fire, perhaps kinder than that might always come across. What Venus in Aries is a little impatient, she wants what she wants when she wants it. So we have to honor that her purpose in Aries is initiating even though she's not maybe as polite as we would like her to be. So there's a there's an element of um an element of just well, let's say scrappy. Well, like a scrappy little week, you know, like you you're a scrappy little thing. You <laughs> know. That's a scrappy little week. And then of course the Mars Square Chiron indicates some kind of wounding or some kind of healing. The imagery that you know, that kind of struck me was the zebra breaking the lion's jaw, so neither of them get what they want on some level. But then we get past that square and we begin anew. We start a new cycle. We begin a new thing. We're ready to roll. Mars goes into Capricorn and he goes, fresh start, fresh start. I'm the guy taking action. I'm done with the letting go. I'm ready for the new piece to come in. Does that makes sense to folks? Um, it's kind of a weird energy, you know, because of the scrappy, but also the initiating. And so when I see that, I'm like, well, you know, kind of a blend. And you may find... You're not scrappy at all, but you're watching people fight. You know, and that's totally cool. Or you may find you're really feeling pretty frustrated, pretty fenestrated, fenced in by the planets as they make that opening square. And then you go, I you know, I am I am feeling a little frustrated by this. Um, how do I work with this in a in a way that gets me moving and forward? And of course we're seeing everything clearly now because Neptune and the sun is pulled away from Neptune, Jupiter's going backwards, everybody's kind of hanging out. Now the other thing that's going to happen is the sun is going to come to trine Jupiter this week. And that's actually really positive because he says to you, well, you know, I'm not even, I know you're not real thrilled with this thing over here, but like what's the dream? Let's let's talk about the dream and how do we work with it or how do we revise it because Jupiter's going backwards now and what, is, what does that look like? And then the other aspect we have is um, Jupiter semi-square Saturn. Now think about that. Jupiter's retrograde, and he, he squared Saturn before. He's, so he's, this is his second of three. He's semi-square Saturn, so he's frustrated by what Saturn's telling him. But he doesn't necessarily have a solution to the problem yet. Again, back to the fenestration, the frustration. The so you just kind of know, okay, a little frustrating. So when that happens, always great to know it's energy coming at you. You can use it in a new way. You can reposition it. You can shift it in a different direction. And you can go good. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go do this. I'm gonna change this. I'm gonna shift this because it is available. It's energy. So take the frustration and go clean the kitchen. <laughs> take the energy and go scrub the back room or you know, go out for a run or just do something else to use the energy up because it's a lot of energy, but it might not be going in the direction you want. So don't take it personally. Just redirect, repurpose, reuse, and know that it is pretty potent energy. There's a lot of fire in the sky. There's a lot of water in the sky. There's a lot of earth in the sky and there is no air in the sky there's not a single planet in air except for the south note of fate and that doesn't really count um i mean it counts but it's it's a point and it's releasing so there's no words there's no words in the sky a lot of feeling and of course aries is kind of rock and roll right And uh, with a good beat, boom, 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 you know, so put on some disco music, a little Paula Abdul, a little Beyonce, a little rapper, you know, where you're just kind of bopping along and the beat's carrying you because there are no words, no words. So that's the other part. (laughs) You're not going to really be able to verbalize what's going on. So, uh, you know, I mean, there can be some door slamming, certainly, and there can be some... You know, you're really getting on my last nerve, but you're going to have trouble with the words. So, I hope that helps, and you can work with that energy productively. So, let's talk about the moons. Let's get our moon calendars out. Today, the moon is in Capricorn, and in a few uh, in a few minutes, it's going to a couple hours. It's going to go void, join to Pluto at, tonight at 12:15. Uh, uh, it it joins up with Pluto and it's in capricorn um today tomorrow till 11:36 in the afternoon 11:36 in the morning this is eastern time when the moon goes void with a square to uranus so moon in capricorn square uranus kind of a frustration or not getting what you want then it's 6:44 p.m. so all day monday afternoon the moon is void at 6:44 p.m. the moon goes into aquarius and it's in aquarius monday night all day tuesday all day wednesday and it goes void at 3.23 a.m. with a sextile to Mars. So the moon in Aquarius has a great deal of energy about being a little bit detached. So again, take the energy, take the no, the yes, the no, maybe, I don't know, and just push the energy in a direction because it's not verbal, but it does have a lot of potency in it. So the moon goes void at 3.32 in the morning with a with a uh, trine to Mars, so that you can use that energy. You just don't have words for it. And then it goes into Pisces at 6:12 a.m. on Thursday, the 15th, and it's in Pisces Thursday, Friday, going void at 9:12 in the morning on uh, on Saturday, and it goes void with a conjunction, the new moon at 26 Pisces. It's void Saturday, 9:12 a.m. to 2:57 a.m. when it goes into Aries, and it's in Aries. Uh, to Saturday afternoon Sunday and then it is 329 it goes void with a conjunction on Monday afternoon the 19th it goes void with a conjunction so aside from the square on Monday morning the aspects this week are pretty nice for the moon and it's in uh, it's in Capricorn right now it goes into Aquarius Aries and Pisces all of which have pretty good aspects for getting things done so that's good news now on the on the planetary front, we have a lot of stuff going on with um, uh, with uh, the planets. So the sun is going in from twenty Pisces to twenty eight Pisces. So Mars squares Chiron, but the sun links up with Chiron, and they both kind of do it. Um, <laughs> they both kind of do it. You know, after Mars squares them, the sun comes to Chiron and comforts them, and so that's going to happen on the eighteenth. This week, the sun is sextile to Pluto, positive energy. It's trying to Jupiter. That's on the 13th. That's kind of like the sky is the limit. Then it is contraparallel to Venus on the 14th and Chiron on the 14th. So that's kind of a no from Pisces' point of view or an undermining of something. Like, you know, there's like you get it, but you're not getting it. And the sun is also parallel to Eris on the 15th. So that's kind of a crabby day. And then we have the square to Vesta on the 15th, which also is changing the home up, changing the environment up, kind of getting it in into its new place. Then there's a bit of a blindsiding. The sun kind of blindsides Uranus on the 17th. So uh, that's val- no, not Valentine's, that's St. Patrick's Day. So that can be a pretty intense blind sighting. That is one of those days. I always, you know, I live in New York, a lot of Irish. St. Patrick's Day is a big hoo-ha here. And St. Patrick's Day on the weekend usually is a little wild and out of control. And, of course, the moon goes into Aries uh, Saturday afternoon. So I think uh, we're going to have kind of a wild St. Patrick's Day, (laughs) Um, uh, of course, uh, that can be, that cannot always be so great. Um, so the sun hits Chiron on the 18th saying, okay, this is the wound we had. And, of course, that can just be a really nasty hangover. But it also is, um, it's in Pisces. So it definitely emotional, real emotional week with 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 Jupiter and, you know, kind of frustrated by Venus and Chiron and irritated by Eris and, and you know, being asked to change some stuff up. Mercury this week runs from 7 to 14 Aries. Remember, he's in his shadow. He's going to be talking to you about the upcoming retrograde. He has a square to Saturn today, which kind of pushes him into a little bit of a cranky energy, and then he has a contraparallel to Neptune on the 15th, which means you really see something really clearly. Uh, So that's going to be on Thursday the 15th. There's some real moment of clarity there. And also there's an opportunity to kind of look at partnerships with a slightly different view uh, on the 13th, because Mercury is contraparallel Juno. Then the Mercury gets to the node of fate on the 16th. So you're going to meet somebody really interesting on the 16th, around 5.30 at night Eastern time, adjust for your time zone. But Mercury in a positive connective energy to the node of fate pushes us in a new direction. Venus this week goes from 8 Aries to 14 Aries. So she's tracking Mercury pretty close. They're kind of hanging out together. Uh, He's just a smidge ahead of her. Um, So she squares Saturn on the 13th. And kind of kicks up with Eris on the 13th, so they're kind of that's the frustration energy I talked about before. And then there's a parallel to Chiron on the 13th where she kind of feels a little sorry for herself. And you know Venus in Aries is a little, little bit of a foot stamper. You know she's a little stamp, stamp, stamp. Think terrible twos only in a grown-up body. Stamp, stamp, stamp. I want what I want when I want it. I um, I have a niece who has a very strong Aries Pisces. Chart. So if sometimes she feels sorry for herself and sometimes she feels Aryan, when she's Aryan, she goes, Do you think I care? I don't care. And I'm like, Yep, you don't care. I get it. I get it. So Venus, <laughs> Venus having that I don't care energy this week, um, especially when she's not getting what she wants. And she's not going to get it because she's frustrated by Saturn saying no. And then we go a little further. And she's wounded on the 13th because she joins up with Chiron. So you want to watch if people say mean things to you on the 13th, or um, uh, when they, when you know, just when they say mean things to she, you when, she, when Mercury lands up with Chiron, too. You just kind of go, okay, you know, this is the week for mean words. Because remember, there's no words in the sky. So when they do come out, they're going to really be a little sharper because they're going to fly out of the fire. Uh, and then Venus um, is in a trinal aspect on the 18th, so you want to watch who you meet on the 18th because she's pulling people in that are interesting. And then we have a little bit of a, a little bit of her going to Neptune. Well, you know, this is what my dream is, and Neptune going, okay, girl, I can help you with your dream, the same way Mercury gets helped by Neptune on the 16th. So there isn't. There's a re-looking at the dream, or maybe an adjustment of the dream. A lot of times when these planetary aspects happen, especially because we're working with them on a deeper level, um, what they represent is kind of a. Well, there could be a better way to do this, you know. And you kind of go, really? I thought I had it worked out. And they go, well, I know you thought you had it worked out, and you did pretty good, but maybe there's a better way. And then you go, yeah, remember Mercury's retrograde pretty quick, right? So and he's in retrograde in Aries, so he's full of bright ideas when he's in Aries. But he doesn't always take time to express it in a kind way. Mars is in Sag this week, 26, 27, 28, 29, across the galactic center from the 15th on, and then he goes into Capricorn on the 17th. So he's going from fire into Earth, Right? Um, And if you think about the beach and you're having a nice bonfire and you throw a lot of earth on the fire, the fire goes out, right? Mars this week has a trine to Uranus, which makes him really creative. And he has a square to Chiron, which makes him a little wounding uh, because he's stimulating that wound. And then he has a hard aspect to the nodes of fate on the 16th, uh, which is a, frenestrating, a frustrating energy because he's sesquiquadrate and semi-square to the nodes of fate. He's also on the galactic center, so there's kind of a cosmic download where you have this moment of, oh, that's what's going on, huh? Or, oh, wow, I get it. Because remember, he's in the brilliance place of, of the, the, the connecting, the psychic, the in-tune, the aha moment. And there are no words, right? So it's like a shocker to the system. Then he goes into Capricorn. And as I said, he's going to be in Capricorn for a while. And he loves Capricorn. He's just like, oh, thank heavens. You know, think about... You know, when you're running around at Christmas time, all over the place, crazy, 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 busy, 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 and then January comes, and there's a certain level of relief because there's, you know, you get back on your diet, you do your New Year's resolutions, you pay your bills, you put away the Christmas lights. Well, Mars in Capricorn has got that kind of quality to it, but he's kind of an organized putter awayer, so he's he's going to be real happy to get into Capricorn on the 17th, and then Jupiter. Um is semi square to Saturn, as I mentioned before that's his second of three, so that's a frustrating energy between the two of them because Jupiter wants to expand only now he's going backwards, so he wants to revise, and Saturn goes not so fast, big guy, and they're talking <laughs> they're talking money, so they're saying you can't afford it. So if you' hear you can't afford it, or there's nothing in the budget for that. That's Saturn and Jupiter. That's going to happen on the 14th, and then there's a seeing. Well, maybe we could do this, and an inconjunct to Eris, and they're going to say, no, no, there's nothing in the budget for that, which basically means they don't want to pay you anymore. Um, but that's also a you know a good aspect for figuring out money issues. Saturn this week, eight degrees of Cap. He is in a quintile, a quintile to the North Node on the 17th, so he figures out something really important. And he also is sextile to Juno on the 13th, so he's able to make some interesting partnerships. Uranus is quintile to the south node on the world axis, so that's a creative energy coming in where there's a releasing that's creative. And what that means, but watch for a releasing that's creative on the on the 13th, 12th, 13th. Um, Neptune is uh, aspecting the nodes of fate by stress on the 16th. He's, he's kind of had a bad week, Neptune has. There's all this emotions flying around. What the heck's going on? Pluto trines Pallas Athena, helping him see the patterns that he hadn't seen before, especially patterns around money and value and the direction he's heading in. You mean I have to do this to get there? Yes. Oh, I'm not so sure I want to do that. And then last but not least, Ceres stations to go direct it for Leo. So your house and your home will get in order after March 19th. Uh, And we are off to the races and off to a new energy and off to a revision and a brand new wonderful week with a great new moon. Remember I'm doing the new moon webinar on Wednesday for the new moon on Saturday in Pisces. Very juicy moon, not the least of which is because it's on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> um, and a lot of people are going to wake up after St. Patrick's Day and go, I think I'm not going to drink again, which is always a, good, it's always a good sign too. So I wish you a great week. Remember, no words. People don't have words, a lot of frustration. So uh, just take that frustrated energy and redeploy in just getting, working on something that you can do without anybody telling you you can't do it. So frustration with others, but take the energy and use it powerfully in your own life. Take care. Hope you all have a great week, and I'll catch you next week at the Bright Red Desk. Bye-bye.